We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Almost as big as your ego. Not quite. Almost as big. And the place and the time is going to be... WrestleMania! And your opponent is going to be... The Undertaker! By the way, just so you can't take your ball and run home like you have before, this match will be in hell and a sack. Welcome back, Jano. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Kel Dansby. It's Andreas Hill. 
and we are back a day late but i promise you it's worth the wait we're going to be talking about roh bringing in a special guest for you guys today we're also talking about keith thurman getting injured wwe fast lane the return of shane o'mac and throwing in some other stuff in between there. But let's start with Connor. Everyone wants to hear about well, Connor. First of all, let's shout out where we're at again. We always got to give love to the family of LV's Fight Shop. Of course, here on the Las Vegas Strip in a Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. If you guys are in town next week for the fight, come by. Say what's up to us. We record Wednesdays, 4 p.m. through 6. We'll be here after what is on Wednesdays? Open, workout. Open workouts. Yeah. We'll be here after that. You guys can come chill with us, talk with us. We're always here. It's always nice to have you guys. Uh we're going to see Connor before then, though. It's crazy. Yo. Let's start. RDA, RDA gets injured. Breaks, breaks his foot, or as Connor says, bruise his foot. Bruise take his my, foot. Take some ibuprofen <laughs> and keep it moving. RDA pulls out. Um, he's still talking shit, though. I mean, what else he got to do? I, Might as well shut up. Shit. Like, bow out gracefully. Yo, Brazilians and Connor, it just doesn't work. It takes two tries, right? Aldo <laughs> took two tries. It'll take two tries for RDA to get his fight with Conor. He's like Pacquiao when he was just running through Mexicans. <laughs> it's Conor and the Brazilians just taking them out one by one. They're so all just scared. So here's my question. How do you feel about the matchup? At 170, no less. Okay. 170 is a little weird. That's the only reason I think Conor's going to maybe take a couple rounds to adjust. He's never fought at that weight. It makes a difference. Uh, Nate's naturally bigger than Connor. We saw that at the press conference that we'll talk about in a second. So Nate gets that advantage. He doesn't have to cut down. He doesn't have to drain himself. It'll be the most refreshed Nate we've seen in a long time. Now, Nate coming off of 10 days, I'm not sure if I trust that because I feel like 10 days ago, you know, maybe Nate was just sitting on a couch taking bong rips, chilling, <laughs> listening to some old school West Coast hip hop. Um so I don't know how great a shape he's going to be in. He's going to try to make it entertaining. But I don't see Connor losing this fight. I've seen Nate lose to people not as skilled as Connor. Um, he's also upset a couple of people. But I don't feel like that's going to happen here. He has flaws in his striking. As good as it can be sometimes, it can be wild and sloppy. And you can't do that against McGregor. Well, yeah. So we got to look at a couple things here. Nate Diaz has been knocked out before by Johns Thompson. It's the only person that stopped him with a knockout. Nate Diaz has also been a master of taking people out of their game. So he did it to Cowboy Cerrone. He's done it. He did it to Michael Johnson, where he just kind of talks shit to you until you're just out of the game. Um, but he's not going to do that to Conor McGregor. Not on a 10-day camp. No, it's just not enough time for him to, to really get in shape stylistically to prepare for Conor which is always different. You can't prepare for what McGregor brings. No one else is going to do that. There was no camp to have someone duplicate that awkward-ass style. Connor's thicker now. Um, we were concerned about the leg kicks in his last fight. We're not going to see any of that. It's going to be stand-up boxing, and if Connor goes to the ground, maybe Nate's going to try to you know, put a, a submission on him. But we've seen him against Mendez at a drained weight. Like, Nate's wrestling's not that. So McGregor was able to get up that fight. He should be able to get up here. I don't see anywhere Nate is better than Connor. I just don't. No, I think I think I think he might stop him inside of a round. I think because of the fact that it's a ten day camp, that Nate's Diaz, Nate's conditioning will be in question, and Connor will test him quick. Um, but I think that first, the moment when those two get in the octagon and staring across at each other, and the middle fingers and the trash talk, it's on. But then after that, I think there's nothing left. I think Nate's going to get ran over, and um, that's that. But here, here's the question. 
What does this do to the featherweight division? Conor McGregor's fighting at 170. Does he fight Frankie Edgar at 145 in a few months? He has to go back down. I don't think it has. I don't think now you make him go down that fast. It has to be RDA next. Frankie, you have to work a system. If he wants to do all of these divisions and weight classes, you have to now book in advance. But I don't know how you do that when everyone's falling out. So if this fight's at 170, his next fight has to be at 155 and then give him more time to cut down to 145. And then after 145, next fight, 155, then one set, and you keep working in that order. I, I don't think I could ever see him as a 170-pound champion just because it's too hard. It's too much of a gap between divisions now. 145, 155, you can go back and forth and defend both belts at the same time. 170, you can't do that. You're just locking a division, and that division is stacked with talent. That division can't be put on hold. If if he happens to mow down Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, he's going to ask for Robbie Lawler at 200. He's going to do it. He's Conor McGregor. He's fucking nuts. And that's a great fucking matchup for him, by the way. Which is, I mean, great it's a, t- it's a tough him. matchup for somebody who's naturally walks around you know, as a welterweight versus somebody who's taking his second fight at welterweight. But here's, the, here's my issue. You basically put pause on the featherweight division. Correct. But he's run through, arguably him or Aldo ran through a division already. So what are you putting pause on? But well, you're putting pause on Frankie Edgar's life, first of all. And he Frankie should have been, he should have been ready. Frankie, well, he was injured. What can you do? And it's you not you pulled his groin at the wrong time. It, but Sorry, I'm just saying, it's ten out. days notice on a championship fight where you haven't been training at all because it's not like you were booked for a fight, and then they were like, "Hey, move over to this card." Frankie's waiting for 200. That's all they told him. It's not. It's, that's not fair to tell him that, like he rejected the fight. He's hurt. But so the issue is, is like, all right, well, do you do interim title fight? Do you do you do Frankie Aldo? Do you do like you still have Max Holloway sitting there too? Like these guys can't just be waiting for Conor McGregor to come back, and he may never come back. Yeah, Frankie Aldo would make the most sense as an interim. Um, that's definitely a fight they can push. But do you now <laughs> disrespect Conor by giving an interim title? Is Conor's going to let that happen if the, if, if Conor can't fight because if he fights now and then he's got to fight again at two hundred, he, he fights at one seventy and one fifty five. You mean to tell me we got to make Frankie Edgar wait till the end of the year? Got to wait until September. Nah, it won't even happen in September. Like, that's July. Connor tries to fight four times a year. Yeah, but he's not going to be cutting down to 145 that quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he fights Robbie Lawler at 170 or 200, there's no way he's fighting no. in September at 145. No, no. Then it'd be end of the year. It'd be December again. Yeah, it's just, it just sucks. If your name is Frankie Edgar, your life sucks right now because you're just sitting on the bench waiting. But if you're Frankie Edgar, do you want to take the Aldo fight? No, because you might lose. You, you got to get some chance you're going to lose. I mean, yo, you got to get paid. Like, Frankie's not getting paid. You're going to get paid enough waiting. when you fight Connor. Connor's a guaranteed half a mil. <laughs> but what if Connor don't fight you? That's, that's all he, I'm saying. Sooner or later, he might just get stripped. He might be, like, if he became the welterweight champion, he might stay at 170. If he became a lightweight champion. And Kavanaugh said before, he he's not light, making that cut again. If he becomes lightweight champion, Frankie, you move up to 155 and you fight him for the lightweight belt. You just give up the dream of the featherweight belt. You take the cash out, gain the 10 pounds, and fight him for the lightweight belt. That's it. And that's your answer. And that's how you get a quicker fight. I I don't know. I just think, like, hey, it's Conor's world. Like Frankie said, the C in UFC stands for Conor McGregor, so let him have it. Yeah. All right. Matter of fact, just got a text. Our guest is in the building. We are here at the Planet Hollywood once again in the Las Vegas Fight Shop. And... We're in the Miracle Mile, so this shit's a mile around. It's kind of hard to find the shop. Andreas has to run and go grab our guest. He'll be right back. Thankfully, friend of the podcast, 
Marcus Vanderberg, Yahoo Sports, is in the building. He is going to slide in. We're going to make him stop working on his laptop real quick to finish talking about Conor McGregor. I know he's sad that he's no longer part of this circus now that he's gotten like his little promotion, aren't you? Um, to find sad. No, I'm actually <laughs> doing a lot of MMA editing in the office. I just haven't been to an event since the summer, so um, I won't be at 196. Good luck with that. <laughs> so maybe 200. I'll make an appearance. Yes, you got to come through for 200. Uh, the entire Reverse Rat Pack will be here. So yeah. I'm sure we'll go out and have dinner. And, and I edit like two, two-thirds of the Rat Pack. I edit Ryan and I edit Andreas Network. So. Yeah, look at that. I'm the, I'm the only one. Yeah. The lone wolf. I, I probably need an editor too. <laughs> um, no, that's great. We are talking Conor McGregor before Andreas had to run. Um, figuratively, of course. So yes. I haven't seen him run in, in years. No. Uh, he has to get out of here. But the McGregor, <laughs> McGregor versus Diaz, we were wrapping it up. It seems like such an odd fight, especially at 170. Were you surprised by like how everything went down and just the, the rush behind it? I think the rush might have to do with, I think, Wednesday, Connor was scheduled for a media day in Los Angeles, and they wanted to make sure he had an opponent before they put him out there. So that part I wasn't surprised about, but as for – Diaz being the opponent, I guess if you're looking at, you know, 10 days out, no title on the line, which fight could you make that would be the biggest spectacle? And definitely it would be Diaz. So I, in that sense, it does make sense because it's like, listen, give these two the microphone. We saw on Wednesday what happened uh, when they squared off each other. It, it, it was just, at some point, they got to step in and like, control these top right? <laughs> it was just how'd you edit that one it there was, was uh no editing there it was insane and i think they said fuck 50 times at least between the two of them. and then the whole cholo line made me cringe when connor <laughs> said that uh, i don't know it, it just feels like connor is is due to like say something that's totally inappropriate that's going to sort of cool his his buzz and i hope he doesn't say anything too crazy but it just feels like he's just He's just set up. He hasn't to fought something. a black fighter yet. Oh, this could you imagine? Because <laughs> I mean, he's not from America. Well, well, I mean, Joe Rogan said shit. this week about Dada Five Thousand and, and yeah. the fried chicken line. Could you? I, saw I that. could see Connor say something like that and just be like, "Oh, wait, hold on!" Like, it's just like it's uh, not cute anymore. Now you've really crossed the line. <laughs> How'd you feel about that line? I mean, the fight itself obviously was a circus, but this is like the second time that Rogan has just like flew off the handle and said some wild shit. First it was the cyborg comments he had to apologize for, and then now it's fried chicken and I'm still waiting for an apology, but I haven't seen an apology yet, have you? No, I haven't seen an apology so at been, all. I haven't had to write it up. So I, It's been, I, what, two, to th- two or three days now? Yeah, I think the Connor buzz just kind of, like, cooled it off and saved him. But uh, I like that you pointed out that you said orange soda and not grape soda. Yeah. Like, you're going to be stereotypical. Get it right. Get your racism right, Joe. <laughs> get some Welch's grape. T-Bone Steak. <laughs> uh, I think Ryan McKenna did a great post on Yahoo Sports sort of talking about Joe. And while, well, yes, he is a sharp dude, he's a comedian, he just, you know, he, he did cross the line. And I do think the UFC at some point is going to have to check him and say, hey, look, you know, you might be doing this off company time, but you are, pre- you are representing UFC. Yeah, definitely. And MMA is a bigger sport. So you can't say stupid shit like that. And not even apologize for it at this point. I mean, it's sort of like been. It's all the time now. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's now it's a habit. Um, it's constant. It, that can't be that can't be the deal. So he has to change or maybe his time with the UFC is coming to an end. 
and which might be the case. And if that's the case, then you know what? If you want to go out and make jokes, then so be it. Nah, definitely. Um, another fight that we have that has a little bit of controversy coming up this weekend is Anderson Silva versus yes. Bisping. Bisping talking about how his manhood doesn't work anymore. He can't take his pills, can't fail his test. That shit's hilarious. But uh, Anderson Silva, man, he's coming back. I, on Fight I Pass. On Fight Pass. So the majority of people aren't going to see it. I'm going to stream it. Um, sorry to all the UFC people if you're listening. I don't have it. Eric so Winter, that's Kel Dansby you can go after. <laughs> I have Fight Pass, literally. Can someone, like, please just... Give me a discount on up. it or something. Yeah, it's like ten dollars a month, man. I spend that on network. I got Hulu, Netflix. It's a tax write off. Just, it's just write it off every year. <sighs> that is 120 true. Hundred twenty bucks. There you go. See, look it. This is why I keep you around. Yes, you're, you're a smart man. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Do you think Silva has a, a second go around still left in him? I think Silva wins this fight somehow, some way. And if if he does win, I mean, he still has the star power. Why not? Sort of elevate him to the top of the division. Yeah, Once I mean, again. they need people. They do. Uh, they need stars. Yeah, we see an immediate rematch after Weidman just got dominated. So him and Rockhold has to go again because someone else got popped for PEDs. Yeah. Um, so why not just give Anderson, you know, the Rockhold fight? It, it'll sell. If you need something for later in the year, obviously that one I think is booked for, the rematch is booked for UFC 199 uh, right before 200. Let's say if Weidman loses, would you be interested in Weidman Silva 3? No. Um, Actually, actually, would Anderson be interested in that? Because I don't think he wants those problems again. No, it's a horrible matchup for Anderson. Uh, And the last two times, he didn't leave very well. Uh, I think the best thing for Anderson is to fight Rockhold. Just see if it's just styles make fights. Uh, Rockhold happens to be better than Chris at a lot of stuff. Yeah, unfortunately. It hurts my – I mean, that's my Hofstra – Classic <laughs> right there. So it hurts me, and it, it pained me to see he did his ass beat. But Does Hofstra still have sports? How dare you? Hey, where did you go, Southern I went Utah? Southern Utah. Listen, I know all about Hofstra. All right. Uh, yes, we uh, don't have football. No more football. Else, right? No more football. But we okay. still have wrestling and basketball and yes. baseball and did all that Marcus stuff. Marcus Colston go there? He did. Wayne Corbett? Wayne Corbett. <laughs> look, look at this. Uh, look at the Hofstra knowledge that I'm dropping. Lance Schultz. Uh, Willie Colon. Look at that. Uh, that you guys are doing well for yourself. No, yeah, but, I mean, once those guys retire, that's it. Yeah, no I mean, there's yeah, no, one no else. football. Uh, Kyle Arrington of the Patriots, now the Ravens. Okay. Hofstra. So, yeah, we have a few guys. Yeah, and just no more football. No but more football. all other sports, though. Yes. Okay, shout out to Hofstra. You guys still doing well over there. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we are. Carry on the legacy. Uh, so, yeah, we have Silva. I don't know if he wins. Um I'm not a huge Bisping fan. I just don't believe either. in Silva, if, if that's a thing. If he yeah. wins, it sets up great possibilities. And, and if he loses, then what? Is then that it's it? it? It's it. You got to walk away. His legacy, that'd be one of the worst endings to a career. Mixed martial arts, boxing, whatever. Uh, I mean, maybe in history. And, I mean, Roy Jones has had a pretty bad demise. But it's been over time. Yeah. For as great as he was, like, he just wore down. Father Time caught him. And he just stayed around too long. Silva, it was like two years ago, best fighter on the planet. Best fighter ever. Yes, Greatest ever. fighter ever. Two and a half years and then, gone. Uh, uh, you, can, you can call it a fluke loss. I can accept that. Okay. And then His style led to his that His style loss. led to the loss. And but then the second time with the lead break, 
possible fluke loss, but he was also getting dominated. He was, yeah, the first round. He probably should have been stopped the first round. Yeah, so it's just like then you come back, you win a weird fight against Nick Diaz, and even then, then you get popped. You get popped, and that hurts your legacy. And now you're suspended, and then you come back and lose again. That might be it. It's it. And it's a horrible way. It's going to be sad. And I hope he doesn't do it in London. Because I do think this being on Fight Pass. People are going to be watching. And I hope they, if he does retire, he saves it maybe for even next card? weekend before the, the show in Vegas. Maybe okay. like on Friday he has a press conference and says, hey, look, I'm going to retire. So people can at least watch it as opposed to on Fight Pass. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I guess if he loses, do you give him the retirement match? Maybe him, Vitor? At two, could he fight at 200 maybe? If he wins, I think he definitely fights at 200. Yeah, if he wins, I think 200 for sure. If... If he wins, I don't know how Dana doesn't throw the bank at GSP and just say, come back for one more. Like, the hell with the title. Come back. Give us nostalgia. Give us you, Silva. Even and, past your prime. And Shit, both, we guys, just saw both guys walk away at the end. They, yeah. both, they both say this is it. This is it. Last fight. This is how we end our UFC careers. That'd be good. With the thing everyone wanted to see. And uh, like we saw, Mayweather, Pacquiao, people tune in for that. Shit. Yeah, it though, doesn't yeah. matter if it's six years too late. People want to see that. And even if that's not the main event because Conor McGregor is on the card, that's still a pretty good co-main. You're not getting a better co-main than that. Especially with Ronda out. Yeah, you're, yeah that's, so it's, that's probably the best way they go. But it all hinges on a silver win this weekend. And he can be ugly. He just has to win. He just can't lose. Yeah. I mean, he can grind it out. I don't know how it's ugly. Like, five rounds is so long at this point. Like, I, I, grind see, out I see it going 25. Five rounds. I think it's going off. off oh, my. my God. I got shit to do. Like, yeah. Oh, oh it's going to be ugly. I might head to just second night of ROH <laughs> and <laughs> just follow it on Twitter. I don't know. That's, that'd be an ugly thing to watch. Um, one more thing, I guess, before we go to break. There was some boxing news, not much, but Keith Thurman gets in a car accident, has to pull out of the fight on March 12th. Uh, Sean Porter is now left sitting there waiting once again. Kenny Porter hints that there's BS. He needs to see proof. The pictures of the car were circulating online yesterday. It doesn't look that bad. No? No. I didn't see the pictures. So. There's like a a tiny dent on the rear of this sports wow. car. Wow. So. On the rear. Rear passenger. So I don't know where he was sitting. Maybe he doesn't drive himself around. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. But I've seen worse. Um, so it, it seems like an excuse. One, I understand you want to be 100% going into any fight, which is great. But I don't know how this really stops you. It, it's the RDA thing. It's like yeah. put some ice on it. It is. Uh, now it's, a it's moved back. It's much, much too nice to, to beat the Connor of this role and, and call Thurman out. He's oh, that, definitely. He's outside his personality. No, his father definitely is. And yes. His father. Uh, As most boxing up. fathers are. Definitely. Um, I, I don't know. Now it's moved. Entire card, card gone. So gone. Um, no show. Maybe March we get them in Vegas now. Yeah, I hope it's not Connecticut. I never understood that from the get go. Tell you the truth. Uh, but now, yeah, it definitely opens it up for it to be here. This is where it should have been. Yes. This is the stage they need. Uh, it's. Supposedly, one of the biggest boxing fights of the year. They're not marketing it as such. They're not. Or if you're going to do it in 
not Vegas, at least do it in one of their respective hometowns. Do it in Ohio, do it in Florida, but don't do it in Connecticut. Boxing to me just seems like a hard sell in Florida. Sports in general, hard sell to pack in Florida. Ohio's Ohio. Um, yeah. No disrespect to my Ohio listeners. It's just not a huge city. It's not. Um, New York is pretty well booked this entire spring. I mean, you have Triple G. You have Triple G's out out at the forum. Oh, is it a forum? Yes. Oh well, there you go. Something just opened up. Yeah, it's at the oh, forum. Oh, forum, yes, because I can't go to that one because I have UFC. That's the John same as Yeah, that's right. They screwed me on yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be I would have been LLA hanging out, watching that fight. Um, so that would be good. I mean, New York, is, I guess, is open in April. But once again, <sighs> such a weird place. If you're going to Connecticut, I don't know. Neither of them have regional fans there. No. So move it to a bigger stage. Go to Barclays. You know, go to MSG. Yeah. It's the heart of basketball season, but make it work. I don't think either of the cities will have a team in the playoffs. So it can't be too hard. That is a fair statement to say. (laughs) You're going to have plenty of time in both arenas to fill. Why not? So if it just can't stay in Connecticut. Hopefully it moves here. That would be the greatest thing. Uh, Hopefully they announce when it's rescheduled for so we can start making plans for that. It's just odd, man, to see people pulling out of all these sports. And throwing these cards away, pretty much. Car accident, that's a new one. That's a new that's a new excuse. It's hard to if fake it, a car If it is an excuse, yeah, it's hard to fake it. Uh, it's just, I don't know if training has to change or, or what, but just scrapping cards and everything, like, it just can't be cool at this point. The UFC does it way too much. And Conor McGregor, thankfully, saved this one. But this one's 196 because 196 originally got scrapped and turned into a Fox Sports 1 card. What do you think... The number will be for this card. Cause I forgot all about Holly Holm until yesterday when I said, "Oh yeah, Holly Holm is on this card." It's it's gonna do well, over a million. Yeah, Connor's that now. Connor had an entire Sports Center segment yeah. yesterday talking about the press conference and, and they, they showed made the highlights. press conference. Yeah, I don't know how they showed it with all the profanity, but they showed it. They cut it down to like forty-five seconds. It was a brief uh, synopsis of the press conference. And everyone's talking about it, though. Connor is transcending, you know, sports and platforms and everything. They no longer have Ronda to do so until she decides, you know, she's fit and willing to come back. So Connor's really carrying it on his you know back. You know, he reminds me good. of quick tangent here. Uh, he's like the Rob Gronkowski of MMA. Like, he does what he wants. There is no backlash, but there, if there's a black Conor McGregor, please believe. Yeah, you can't do. Please that. believe he would not be the face of the of this company. No, no. I mean, I would have not, loved not the for way John Jones to be the black Conor McGregor. It's so way, like, come on, John. Like he pitched a whole like holier than now angle. Now he was mistake. doing blow, and, yeah, and drugs and like chilling and all this. Just be John. Just be John. Because you're the best on the planet. What is someone gonna say to you? Yeah, he could have, earning wise, been McGregor. He missed the boat. And we, you know, naturally maybe it wouldn't have gotten the same reception as McGregor does. Um, and then that would have been something else to debate. Because Cam Newton isn't well-received, and he's not horrible. He's not a horrible person. He's no. not getting in trouble. No, uh, I mean, he wiped up a stripper. But, hey, hey listen. She does strip no more. not bad. Yeah, you know. listen. She don't strip no more. She's fine. Yes. That's cool. She's reformed. Yes. You can turn a something into a housewife. Yes. So he's there. He's a family man. He's all good. 
He does nothing but dance, and people found a way to pick that apart. So Gronkowski John, has a party boat, and he's he's a hero. Paying so. people 10k to have sex on stage, yeah. in front of everyone, and that shit makes Sports Center. Yeah, <laughs> like I, it, I don't get it. Like it's like it's nothing. Like oh yeah, it's just Gronk being Gronk. So maybe we'll see that with a black athlete. It, I don't know. You one, you have to perform. Constantly. Perform. Gronk's never dipped performance-wise. He hasn't, no. So and to be fair, he's never been in trouble anything. either. Yeah, no. The same way Connor hasn't been in trouble. Just personality-wise, it seems like. It's there, legal double fun. Standard. Yeah, it's legal fun. But then again, Johnny gets ripped for that. Johnny football, which is... Well, he's not good. That's the problem. Yeah, he's he not doesn't talented. perform. Yeah. And then now, hitting his girlfriend is probably yeah, the worst that, way he can go. Yeah, that's the final straw for him. <laughs> that's, that's all bad. But yeah, you got to perform, and maybe we will get that black athlete... Uh, Andres went to go get our guest, Moose, from ROH, and he'll sit down and talk to us a little bit about black wrestlers and how that's kind of changing and, you know, the narrative around them is growing and developing, and it's different than 20 years ago. Maybe we're growing to a place where a black star can be, you know, just out there and not be a bad guy. Because Floyd, it's hard to say domestic violence aside. Because it's such a huge That's such part a huge of it. part of his, his legacy. But the partying and everything still bothered people as well. The persona of partying. Because he really didn't do that much. He's, uh, he doesn't drink, does he? Doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke. Doesn't no smoke. drugs. No nothing. Um, he spent his money outlandishly in clubs. But I promise you, I've seen the guy go to a club until 1230. Tell his little security dude, the big buff, you know, big fat dudes that's always behind him. Like, yo, you guys ready? They're like, yeah, hand him a duffel bag, changes it into sweats, and runs down Spring Mountain the yeah. entire way, right to the gym. He'll train from 2 a.m. till 5. He doesn't care. Like, he doesn't drink or anything. He's fresh as hell. He's yeah. a night owl. He goes into the club. He pays for everyone else to drink. He takes pictures, pops bottle for TMZ, leaves, and goes training. Like, there's no harm in that. People pick that apart. So we obviously weren't ready for that before. Um, Adrian Broner is a clown, and his clown talent very hasn't good. caught up. Yes. Yeah. So he can't be that guy. We'll see. We'll see if we can get that. Andre Ward's not that guy. No. Deontay Wilder has a huge personality, but he's not the club going tight. He's kind of more of a family man himself. Um, he just has a loud mouth and can speak. And his country. Well. Yeah, but he's he's not like the flamboyant guy. He's not Connor. No, he's not Connor. And I don't know if we'll get another guy like Connor. And there's some great fighters coming up. Um, I forgot who I saw. There was like the the young kid, the young martial arts kid. He was just wrecking people. Um, I don't know if it was in UFC or World Series of Fighting. I have to look the guy up. I'll have his name for the next show. It's not Sage Northcutt, unfortunately. No, no. Um, but he is he is a character. And he does like Dragon Ball Z, like hand gestures. And, oh, all that. Okay. and he wrecks people. And that guy has, you know, attitude. If he keeps winning, we'll see. We'll see if they'll let him continue to do that. Yeah. That, or if he's that's... painted, he's, you know, uh, a deviant or something. You know, because <laughs> then we have a whole nother, another issue. And that's why we have shows like this. So we can talk about, you know, the differences between race and everything in sports and combat sports specifically. Um, but like I said, Andres is out there. Him and Moose are making their way back to the fight shop right now. I just got the text. So we're going to hit a quick break when we come back. Andres will be here with Moose. We'll talk ROH, WWE, tons of wrestling. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, now we want to take a pause and ask you, our loyal listeners, for a favor. We want to get to know you, and to do so, we need you to fill out a quick online survey. It won't take more than five minutes, and besides helping out the show, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 iTunes gift card. We know some of you may have already done surveys like this in the past, but we really need you to log in and fill this thing out as accurately as possible. Once we know more about you, the listeners, we'll be able to help deliver the show and sponsors you dream about. Finding sponsors who are a good fit means we get to give you good deals and information on the brands you care about while keeping the show free to enjoy every week. And if you don't care about helping us or making the show better, do it for the chance to win an iTunes or Amazon.com gift card. I know you want that. TheCornerSurvey.com. Again, that's TheCornerSurvey.com. Help us out. Help us. Do it. Do it. All right, everybody. Thanks for staying through the break. We are back with our guest, as promised. ROH is moose. Kind of everywhere, though. You're everywhere now. Just got back from Japan. Uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, if you guys don't know yet, you will very, very soon. ROH 14th anniversary this weekend. Everyone should be watching. Moose, thanks for coming through. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, I mean, I don't look at myself as one of the best wrestlers in the world, but um, I just want... I just want to be to be one of them, like not one of the best. I just want my name to be out there. But you saying I'm one of the best, thank, thanks for that. Thanks, I appreciate it. I mean, it's not easy putting on the show. We, we're going to talk WWE after this. It's, uh, it's kind of hard for people to put on a good show and storytelling, everything. You took to it really fast. Uh, tell the people a little bit about that because you came from a football background and had to kind of translate and transfer over. We see a lot of that now. How was that transition for you? Um transition's been great man um i as a kid i was a big professional wrestling fan and it was something i always knew i wanted to do since i was like 10 12 years old so i think um the transition because of it's something i love and something i wanted to do came a little easy um for those who don't know i played in the national football league for seven years and um towards the end of my career it became Football became stressful. It became a job. It, it wasn't something I liked to do. Um, I honestly hated it. And the only way I knew I could make myself happy was to chase the dream I always wanted when I was since I was a kid. So that's one. Of the, that's the the main reason, or the only reason, why I decided to leave the football life and throw away all that money to join uh, an entertainment business. That when you start, you don't make jack crap you know like sometimes you work wrestling matches for free but that's that's the way you have to go if you want to be a big name in the business you know i mean would you have thought though when you started that you'd be wrestling okada at this point in your career already oh no 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 way uh even when i signed to ring of honor a couple of years ago i didn't think i was gonna be wrestling okada anytime soon um I was really so I was really surprised when they when they announced this match with me versus Okada. Um, I remember um, we had a, was it a house show or a TV tape and one of them and I walked in and um, guys was just looking at me like and I could see in their eyes like why I'm I'm getting this look from everybody and it's a good thing but I don't know what is it for and um, my manager Stokely. Um, Ran up to me. It was like, man, bruh. That's exactly how he said it. He was like, bruh, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, you know, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say nothing to you. And I was like, that's weird. So why would you get me all hyped and not right. to, to to break the news, you know? And um, 
I saw Hunter, obviously the booker, and he didn't say nothing to me. And he was just acting like it was regular with Hunter and whatever. And then I ran into Lethal, Jay, and he was like, oh, did you hear? Like he, and he said it like it wasn't a big deal. He was like, oh, did you hear? And I was like, nah, I, I mean, I've been looking around and people was acting really different. What's up? And he was like, oh, you're wrestling Okada next month. And I fucking lost it. <laughs> I, went, I was like, get out of here. Like, are you serious? I, and I was, I thought it was, I thought, I thought he was playing a rib on me. And um, Hunter eventually told me, and he said, man, uh, you've come a long way, and me and the, and the office, we think we have enough faith in you for you to, to make this good. And, and I, I, I was in shock because they, I didn't think they saw that much into me to give me the spot. So I'm definitely very happy over them. And I'm going to work the hardest I've ever worked my whole life just for the, for this match. Not saying I don't always work hard, because I do, but if I'm going to, like, like the cliche term, I'm going to leave everything, absolutely everything in the ring tomorrow night. So, Do you think you're going to be nervous when you're standing across the ring from him? Or is the, the switch going to be flipped and it's on? That, I'm definitely going to be nervous. I think that's a good thing. And uh, I, th- I was telling you this on the I don't know if I was telling you this, but I know I was talking about this. It's been a while since I've been nervous before a wrestling match. And um, going back to my football days, I had my best games when I was nervous going in. So I think I'm going to have my best match because I'm going to be nervous going in. And for the people who don't know, and um, or, or if you ask me who's my favorite wrestler currently, I say Okada. I say Okada, I say Brock Lesnar. So this is like a dream. Like, I'm going to be wrestling my favorite wrestler ever. Like, wow, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to want to kick his ass. Like, but at the end of the day, I have so much freaking respect for him that this is like, this is so surreal. Like, go, you know, so, I mean, it's going to be, uh, this is going to be, a ridiculous, fun, crazy match, and I'm willing to put my body on the line to make this the best match the fans have ever seen me wrestle, and hopefully the fans have ever seen in Ring of Honor. I'm, I'm going to try that hard to make it, whatever it takes. How do the styles match up? Because a lot of people, you know, they watch New Japan, and it's such a different style than American wrestling, quote-unquote. For you, you know, going in there against someone like Okada, who's so skilled, how does your style match his? Is there any difference? No, I mean, I, I, I think I'm a, and I, people might say that I'm totally wrong about this. I think the, the I think our styles is going to, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot of chemistry because um, I see myself as a bigger, and no, there's no disrespect to Okada because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best. I see myself as a bigger stronger black Okada like if you look at my moveset and you look at his moveset <laughs> it's quite similar and I think what makes this match so special because this argument that I see all the time I'm tagged to all the time on Facebook and Instagram who has the best drop kick in wrestling and two people's name always comes up in this argument Okada being one and Moose being two or Moose being one and Okada being two and we both do the corner drop kick so this is 
and I was telling you, like, in the call, I think we give them exactly what they want as soon as the bells ring. Let's just say, <laughs> let's go drop for, drop kick for drop kick until we can't drop kick anymore. And then we have a regular match. Like, I think let's give them what they want. <laughs> Your match is one that stands out on the card, but looking around, it's a great card top to bottom. Oh, probably one of the best wrestling cards ever put together. As a wrestling fan, what else are you kind of looking forward to on the card? Uh, I'm looking forward to the whole card. I mean, like I said, this is probably one of the best wrestling cards I've seen since I've been in wrestling, since I've been a wrestler. And now thinking about it, this is probably one of the best wrestling cards I've seen in my whole wrestling childhood. I mean, um, Hunter did a great job, and he always does a good job booking these matches. And um, this is going to be awesome. I mean, we get two triple threat, triple threat um, championship matches, which you rarely see that. I think that's going to be awesome because both triple threat matches are going to be different. You, people are going to expect, oh, I see this all the time. Oh, oh man, we have two triple threat title matches. But the th great thing about these matches, they're going to be exactly different. Yeah, it's the same match, but it's three different wrestlers that have all three, three different things to offer. And people are looking besides that. Like, it's going to be completely different. And, and I, can't, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be so awesome. And then you have the... the um, for the never six man title, I think that's what they yeah, call with the it. Briscoes. That met with the Briscoes, and if I'm not mistaken, the Bucks and Kenny, the Briscoes, yep. and who's their partner? Uh, Briscoes, well, the never title, never time. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I just, just blanked on it that quick. Yeah, <laughs> but whoever it is, like, um, I was looking at the card earlier today. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be magic, and um, Kenny Omega is like one of the hottest wrestlers. In the world right now, he's, he's been on fire, right? he's on fire. He's killing it everywhere, and then to have him on our pay per view, one of the hottest wrestlers out there. And then you have Dalton Castle, probably the most charismatic wrestler in the wrestling right now. I I will, I will hey. go hands down and say he's the most charismatic wrestler out there, and he's on the pay per view. And man, Kushida's on the pay per view. Like, oh my god! Like this is the Young Bucks, like. What more can I say? This is this is a stock, a stacked card, and I can't wait for it. I'm I'm pumped up as a wrestler and also as a fan for tomorrow. So when like being a fan, like how much do you go back and watch your own matches, and do you critique yourself or do you try to watch yourself like a fan? Um, I when I watch myself, I I'm watching myself to critique myself. It's kind of like a football player. After your game, you go home and you watch film and you study your film and you break it down in all ways that it could be broken down until you try your best to make it perfect. That's how I am with wrestling. Like, as soon as my match is over, if I don't have it recorded for my use only, um, I wait till it's on, it's on, I hate, I wait till they put it on the website and I study it. I watch it, I watch it, I watch it, I watch it until I could, I, 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 until I can make it perfect. That's how much of a perfectionist I am, and, and I think I get that from football. And then actually go back. The Never title match is actually the Bucks and Omega against ACH, Kushida, and uh, Mas is it Masato? Masato, yeah, yes, Masato. And that's going to be crazy. I think we have a um, – I, I think we have a – is it a no DQ match with – um, War Machine and A and X, which that's gonna be freaking amazing. Um, like this, I can't wait. This pay, if you haven't bought this pay per view yet, you something is wrong with you. Because if you're a wrestling fan, I think it's a great idea to order this pay per view because you're gonna see one of the best wrestling, one of the best wrestling cards in the planet.
Man, that's that's crazy. I, like, I mean, I looked at the car from top to bottom, and I was like, yeah, this is there's some great stuff on here. Right. But who on that car? I mean, I know aside from Okada, who else in the locker room do you look at and do you admire for not just the way they carry themselves in the ring, but what, how they bring the morale to the locker room? Um, I think Jay. He's one of my um, closest friends on the locker room. I call him all the time. I talk to him all the time. And um, he has helped me a lot with um, the progression of Moose. And um, he's great. I think he's great for the locker room. Yeah, he's he's young, but he's also one of the leaders in the locker room. And um, he, he, he really helps the young guys in there. And Jay being one of them, the Briscoes, um, who have both, who they both have helped me out um, in my upbringing here in Ring of Honor. You have Truth Martini, which I think he's great for the locker room. He's one of the best minds in the business. And um, yeah, so th that's just some names thrown out there. Talking about friends and people you lean on, we have now Apollo Cruz, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we also have Ricochet, yeah. two people you're very close with. Real close uh, to those guys, yeah. Both in different promotions now. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see, what do you feel when you watch them perform? Being so close and seeing them and people consider them at the top of their craft as well. Um, I, I get so happy when I, when I see my friends in a position of success, it makes me really happy. Like watching a NXT show and watching Apollo doing so great and the fans taking him so well. Like, it, like I get, I, I kind of get it. I get so happy. I don't know how. I get chills, like, because that's, like, my brother, you know. And um, same thing with um, Trevor with Ricochet. Like, seeing him in Lucha Underground and the fans taking so well to him and some of the some of the other shows that he does. And when I see on Twitter and they're having arguments as Ricochet being one of the best wrestlers in the world, that, like, I get chills because um, he's one of my good friends in wrestling and not only in wrestling, just in life itself and um when my friends are in a position of success I, i'm like the happiest guy in the world how do you feel about all these multiple promotions it's kind of like a, a throwback to the 80s where there was different territories and everything and people were just killing it everywhere I, how do you feel about that i think it's great for it's great for the wrestling business as workers and as fans like we have more than one we got we have more than one source of entertainment like in the for like in the last five six years like five six years ago it was just wwe if you want a great wrestling you just had to watch wwe to get it where now if you want great wrestling you can watch ring of honor you can watch wwe you can watch tna you can watch lucha underground you can watch triple a like you can watch new japan like we have all these companies that have and they're on status some of the best wrestlers in the world and you could watch those promotions and have equally a great time you know where five ten years ago you 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. Like, you only had WWE. Well, on the ride over here, we were talking about WrestleMania this year. So let's – I want to put on our little fantasy booking hats right quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a booker in the WWE, how would you handle this Roman Reigns-Triple H match? Oh, man, putting me on the spot here. Uh, if I was a booker in the WWE, um, I think they're doing a great job booking and booking it. Um, as much as people say, oh, Roman Reigns shouldn't be in the main event, he shouldn't be main event in WrestleMania, I guarantee you WrestleMania is still going to be sold out. So they must be doing something right. Um, if I was the booker, what would I do with Roman Reigns? Um, I definitely think I would turn him heel to protect him because it's going to get to the point where, I mean, I would turn him heel. I'm, pretty much he is a heel. <laughs> 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 um, 
he is a heel because he's getting booed. So the job of a heel is to get heat. Well, he's already getting heat with the fans. So if I was the booker with WWE, I would kind of make that a thing where I wouldn't make. I might necessarily not turn him. I might not turn him heel, but I would make him a tweener. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't try to shove him down the people's throat. But I wouldn't try to make him overly a babyface. I think that's why he's being hated because they're trying so hard to overly make him a babyface. So um, I think I would just make him just be not a guy because he's more than just a guy. Just I would make him just be kind of like how Austin wasn't really a babyface, but mm-hmm. they never really made him a heel before they actually really turned him heel. He was just a guy. And the fans either hated him or liked him. I think I would book Roman Reigns the same way where I wouldn't make him I wouldn't have him making saves and saving Dean Ambrose from getting whooped because now you're making him a baby face. I would just make him do his own thing. Like if you like me, you like me. Obviously you guys hate me, so keep hating me. F you I'm gonna still just do me, you know. I think I would book him that way. The other one I want to ask is, is there any possible way in your mind, if you were a booker, that you could see Shane McMahon beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. It was so quick, though. Not like, happening. There's just no way. Not happening. Um, even though Undertaker has lost to WrestleMania, I still don't think – I don't see that happening. I don't see – the only way it could be an option is maybe the League of Nations or something somehow join forces with Shane McMahon and they give him the win. I don't, But I don't see – it being, I don't see him winning, winning just without any help. He might get help from some of the guys, uh, storyline-wise, whoever he pays off to help him. He, that might happen, but I don't see it happening. Be, I'll be honest, I don't see it happening at all. Yeah, I don't think Shane ever wins clean. So <laughs> that's that's probably the way it's going to have to go over. Um, watching shows like WrestleMania, and obviously now you're in uh, – you know, the 14th anniversary, huge pay-per-view show. Watching these big events, could you imagine what it's like to be on that stage, on a WrestleMania stage? Is that a goal of yours? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I, I think if you was to bring any wrestler here and ask them, um, do you want to wrestle in WrestleMania, they will be lying if they said no. Um, and that's anybody on our Ring of Honor roster to any other roster out there. I think that's definitely something I want to do before my career as a wrestler is over with. Um, do I know when that's going to be with Ring of Honor? I don't know. I'm not even thinking about it. Um, but, yeah, that for sure. Um, at some point in my career, I do want to main event or WrestleMania or actually even wrestle in the WrestleMania. Listen, you, Apollo, Ricochet, Triple Threat, <laughs> Three years from now, Mania, book it. Uh, I'll pay whatever for that ticket. Oh, but I'll pay money for that ticket too, even though I'm on, I'm on, I'm in the in the card. Yeah, that would be definitely an awesome match. Uh, there's so many crazy great stories we could tell with that story because we all three of us know each other so well, and um, it will be story that we'll be telling that the fans wouldn't even understand. It was just we'll be throing shots at each other, you know, like uh, jabs at each other. Um, but um, I definitely think it will be a, definitely a fun match and. You never know. It might happen. It might happen. You never know. We're going to leave on, on this question. I always got to ask about being black in the wrestling business. And it's like once upon a time, it was like, you know, you got to be Kamala. You got to be somebody else. But now it's like you look at Cruz. You look at Ricochet, which she's doing. You look at you and ROH. 
You think that the whole stigma of African Americans in wrestling has finally changed? And yeah, yeah de definitely. Like you said it. Um, back in the day, to if you was black going in the wrestling business, you almost guaranteed you was going to have a crazy gimmick. Where now you could kind of be yourself going in and be over as yourself and and touch the fan, like get the fans liking you as yourself. So it's just with that alone, I think it's changed. No, that's great, and I uh, really it's attributed to you guys and right. just bringing out that personality and being more accessible to the fans doing stuff like this like right. coming on the podcast right, right. and uh you know just that wasn't there 20 years ago right so you know big hand to you guys and you're a part of it oh thanks man i appreciate it yeah so uh thanks for coming through today we're going to talk more wrestling here in a second you have to run preparing for one of the biggest matches in a year if you guys already didn't order the pay-per-view make sure you guys get that ring of honor 14th anniversary going down tomorrow if you're listening today to the podcast, um, that is Friday. Make sure you guys order it. It's going to be an amazing card top to bottom. Like I said, we'll be right back. I want to thank Moose again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Andreas had to go and run real quick. He has another interview to do with Moose. It's a busy weekend here in Vegas, but don't be sour. We have a guest to stand in for him, Marcus Vanderberg. I'm back. Uh, but we're here to talk WWE and all the craziness that went down this past week. We got to start with Fastlane. Yeah, we, I guess, I guess we do. not start Fastlane. It was horrible. Let's just get out the way. Just be honest. It was okay. If you if you take out the comedy, it was fine. Our <laughs> truth co-main evented Fastlane. That's all I gotta say. Black History Month. <laughs> you want proof? Our truth got a pay per view he match. He couldn't. Even well, win. I mean, come on, that's not it crazy. It's still Vince McMahon, <laughs> which we did Titus O'Neil. Come on. <laughs> Titus tried to give him a hug. He's suspended for life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, the show was. Pretty average. Um, I thought the main event was good, though. Main event was okay. I was surprised. Um, Roman just went over clean. Ambrose carried it. Ambrose carried it. No turn yet by Ambrose. Um, Brock didn't get pinned, which is great. Brock never gets pinned. Yeah, he won clean, and the fans weren't thrilled. <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get booed out of the building during Mania. Has to be a heel turn or something. I mean, you're not going to turn down the volume there. It's a hundred thousand people that can now boo him. I, I said earlier on uh, my podcast, the Teens of Sport, that if Roman wins clean at at WrestleMania, we might see trash, a la the Nitro days in the <laughs> ring. Because I I think the fans are probably just going to say, you know what, fuck it. Like I I can't we can't do this. Pay too much for these damn. Yeah, tickets. that's how you close the show. Roman Reigns up there smirking with the title. That's how it's going to be. I mean, God don't give that man a mic. I'd rather him smirk than talk. 
That's it. He should just never talk again. Um, he needs some type of valet. They need to get on that too. Yeah, um, and and if if he doesn't get it the night after or the night winning the title, then the night after at Raw, if he's in that opening segment, uh, I fear for for his life. He shouldn't walk down the aisle. He should come down the ramp like a human being instead of walking to the crowd. I wouldn't trust the crowd. <laughs> they uh, need to set something up yeah. for that next night. Um, someone legit has to challenge him. Something. Cena? And, and I mean, listen, if you want to see Cena as a babyface, put Cena against Reigns. See what happens. <laughs> no more Cena sucks? No more Cena sucks. Uh, Cena's How great would that be if the, if the <laughs> internet marks like, made Cena like this demigod? <laughs> just for just for beating Roman Reigns, that'd be so great. I miss Cena. Like I do I'm, miss Cena. Uh, it's I never thought I'd say that. I miss Cena. And it's only been six weeks, maybe since he's been out. Yeah, but they filmed you, you the feel, show. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. It, it feels like a while, but yeah, it's <sighs> it's just been paraded with show. Del Rio and Kalisto as champions. Let's talk. Kalisto won, and no one saw it. I saw it, and <laughs> Moro called it, which was great. And then it was a letdown when Michael Cole took over for the yeah. rest of the three hours. No, yeah, it definitely he, was. Um, I can't believe it. I don't know what they're doing with that belt. Where do you put that on Mania? It's going to be the pre-show for Mania? It's um, a sad fall for the United States I mean, Championship. You can make that the, the ladder match. There's no money in the bank match in Mania anymore, so you make that the ladder match. Like last year with Daniel Bryan and the Intercontinental title, you could put Kalisto and... I'm assuming AJ Styles was something else better to do than challenge for that belt, but uh, probably not. Knowing how you know Vince and WWE books, you figure with Ziggler, Talisto, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Who else is doing nothing? Uh, Neville. Neville. Yeah, let's uh, throw our truth in there because he hates heights. Our truth and gold does. It does. I mean, it's either that or the, the Andre the Giant battle royal. I think we get both. Sadly. Yeah. Wow. I think that Battle Royal is a staple. I hope now. that's the pre-show match, though. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I've been saying, you know, for weeks now that the Battle Royal is here to stay, and I think they give it to um, Braun Strowman. Can you tell me who won the Battle Royal last year? Last year was a uh, big show. Year before was Cesaro. All right. You're better than me. I can't remember. <laughs> big show beats... Uh, oh, that's the right. Fake it was Miz. That's right. It was Damian Miz Sandow. Down. Yeah, and everyone wanted. Yeah. That was, all right. That was interesting. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Strowman, I think, will win it this year just because they don't got shit else to do with Strowman, and he can't wrestle yet. Can't so, wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. And who's gonna toss him out? Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like you know. I mean, that's the only thing they really have. Um, let's talk about the Wyatts. They lose. Not Bray. A lot of people are saying Bray lost that fast. Yeah, Bray, Bray, Bray didn't out. lose. He took the L in the grand scheme of things. But he didn't lose physically at fast lane. But the Wyatts did. They lost to Goldberg. Excuse, Ryback. I'm yeah, confused. Yes. Sorry. Excuse me. Yes. They lost to Ryback in all black. And I don't understand. Uh, Bray, family Bray took the L when he found out he wasn't going to wrestle Brock Lesnar. That's when he took the L because he went from having – Probably the second or third match on top of the card to now being, being in limbo. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with them? Four-way match, maybe, against the social outcast is my guess. Oh, I hope not. They might open the show. It's, it's going to be bad. Oh, no. And this is Bray's worst WrestleMania, definitely. Already. Yeah. Because he's had two good rivalries. It, is it time for a Bray babyface run? How do you make 
Bray a baby face. That's, I mean, he's not funny like Mick Foley. He, like he, he honestly to God doesn't have a a cheery bone in his body. Bray is great because that's Bray. Like this is how he walks around all the time. He's just sour on the world. The only thing I can save Bray is, and this can't happen until next November, is if Trump wins the mm-hmm. election. You give Bray a microphone and say all the shit that's really on your mind, Bray. That's how you make him a baby face. Because hmm. he's just going to rip fucking Trump to shreds. And people relate to that. Yeah. People are like, oh my God, I love the Wyatts. We're all buzzards. Fireflies. And they'll love that shit. That's how you make him a baby face. Outside of that, no other wrestler is going to make him a baby face. Like, yeah, that's he's true. Bray Wyatt. I I just don't know how you make him take her. That, that's the challenge, right? Like, that's yeah, his I, I don't role. think you can. Is that past? Like... They never – Taker's been in a couple of these factions. Uh, Ministry of Darkness worked for a second. But he was always just Taker. Yeah. They always took him and out And didn't talk that. much. No. Bray, Bray's it's like, the opposite. How Bray do talks you too much. build that? For so long, we craved the return of the Wyatt family when he went solo. And then now it's like, please separate him again. Yeah. Because it just messes him up. Like, every time they lose, he gets weakened. And he's supposed to be the star of it. You're pushing Strowman every damn week. I don't understand it. That that stable, there's a million stables now, but that stable specifically has to go. I guess if they did somehow turn him, you could have Bray and Braun as a match. Yeah, that's not bad. Someone, not bad. I mean, someone for Bray to go over on. Yeah, I don't know he's in a tough spot. It's been what three years now, four years now. Yeah, and I mean he's. They just don't give him that platform. No. I I don't I don't understand it. Like he needs the push. Just push the guy. And now it's about to get real crowded. So now where does he go? I mean, he has a character where he doesn't need to hold the world championship, but you're giving it to Roman Reigns. Might as well let him, you know, get a touch. See what the hell he can do with it. When was the last time he held a belt? Has he held a belt, Bray? I'm not sure if he's held a belt. Intercontinental, Let's maybe? Let's check here on yeah, the old I mean, Wikipedia. That's, that's one hell that, of a question. That'd be a, a good starting point is give him some gold, at least. Yeah, just give him something. Kalisto is the United States champion, and they can't give Bray a belt? You got to be kidding me. Let him take that shit. He ain't doing nothing. That's Put a, Bray in a ladder a match. Point. Yeah. Have Bray attack Kalisto. I'm down. I'll, I'll do a Wyatt open challenge. Every week? Bray has never won a belt. He's never won a belt. Bray's wildly I mean, young, though, right? Belt, He's like 28. Belts mean nothing, but at the same time, they if, mean you, if you've been around for that long, you've never sniffed a title, any title? Because his character's too good. Like, they take him for granted. He's Mick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Where his character's but even Mick won so the title. Good. They threw him a bone for a night. Yeah. He was tag team champion <laughs> a few times. Like, it. Oh, please, please just have him attack Kalisto. Give him that belt. Have a Wyatt family open challenge. Uh, Heel Ryback, you know, can come through. What was that that about, by the way? I don't know. He walked out on them. Is it going to be Ryback versus Show at Mania? I feel like we've seen that before. I hope we don't see it again. I feel like we've seen everyone versus Show. I don't want to see Owens versus Show. I don't either. Kevin Owens can't even save Big Show at this point. I, I saw the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I thought he was pretty funny. I thought he was good. I was like, the whole beard thing. Yeah, with I him like, in the towel. I like Big Show as a guy. I still want him to retire. Like it did nothing to help me change that. 
Like, it's time for him to go. He said two more years, and I cringed. It's going to be a long two years. Yeah, like him and Kane, they got to go. Yeah. Kane, non-mask Kane bothers me, too, while we're on shit that they're getting wrong. Corporate Kane? Yeah, like he's not corporate anymore. He has nothing to do with the authority right now. Can he wear his mask and, you know, waist, lace front wig or whatever <laughs> the fuck he's wearing? I'm telling yeah. you, man, he got like a 16-inch weave right now. Just put that back in, give him the mask, let him be scary Kane. Give him the, the black leotard with the flames. I wonder what his political thoughts are. He's very into politics, you know. Is he? Oh, yeah. I think he's on the other side, too. So uh, he leans right. So I'm curious what his thoughts are on Donald Trump. Interesting. WWE is a weird place. Let him go be a politician. Do something. I think he's thought about it, actually, to be honest. Good. Get the hell out of the ring. There's plenty of people. <laughs> I haven't seen Tyler Breeze in weeks. Uh, he was in that five-way match. Uh, yeah, I saw him take a pop-up powerball. Yeah. That was it. He came in. He had an intro. You kind of heard his music for the first time it's on the main Tyler. roster. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he did nothing, nothing, nothing. He was in position to win. And he got pinned. Yep. Pop-up powerball. So let him wrestle. I haven't seen Neville do anything meaningful. He's just in, like, triple – or not – triple threat but yeah mixed tag team matches i, don't, I, I mean don't both know. of those guys would, would benefit so much more from being back in nxt to be honest but they can't stay there forever can they i mean <laughs> can't, that's, there's that's gonna be some question. guys who are not going to make it to the main roster you and know? just be nxt lifers After nxt might have passed them by now yeah, I mean, uh, under the current one-out format, it would be tough to, to fit in both of those guys with what's going on currently. Yeah, you might be right. So, I mean, they're in limbo, and we hear news of uh, what's-his-face wanting to leave, the social outcast dude, the British one. Oh, you know Wade Barrett? Oh, Wade Barrett, not even uh, League social Nations, outcast. Yeah. League of Nations, yeah. Um, Wade Barrett wants to leave after his contract is done. It's just a lot of these guys are being phased out, and there's not enough room for them. I hope, I hope Wade is sort of the example to the other guys in the locker room that, look, if you're not happy with what you're doing, there's other stuff to do. There's other companies to wrestle for. Don't feel like you're obligated to stay with the WWE and wrestle once every month, you know, on yeah. television. So hopefully it works out for him and he can sort of open that door for other people. There has to be that fluidity. It I does. I think that's yeah. what we have to see. Like, there's so many other promotions. You can go and you can wrestle three times a month, make decent money and be happy. Yeah. Um, you can see your family more. That's the worst part. It's like you're not wrestling, and you're, but you're, you're traveling, yeah, you're traveling and you're just sitting in the back with the boys. Like That's, It can't be fun. No. That's when it wears on you. Like He's in a stable where he's the guy who doesn't get put in matches. Rusev still fights all the damn time. Yeah. Sheamus until he Well, got he has been hurt, up. I believe, the last couple of months. But They're all hurt. Yeah. Uh, Barrett uh, specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Sheamus got banged up for a second, but they thrown him back in there. Uh, Del Rio had this horrible feud, but it's like he's the odd man out. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, the injuries. I mean, these 300 nights a year, it catches up to you. And we see we've that seen Super last Cena. year or so, so many guys in Dallas have been hurt on this roster that if you can go in Indies and, you know, work once a weekend and have the other six days to, to rest and recruit, even better. Yeah, it's not... Not a bad way to go, especially if you're not being used. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, WrestleMania itself. What are you looking forward to? Oh, Nothing. we gotta we gotta talk about Nothing. main point. Let's go on to Raw. Oh, there yes. has to be one thing you're looking forward to. He's back, Shane O'Mac. I got up off my couch. I did the skip. I did the arm twirl. I did all of that. You look at me like I'm crazy. I I did it. 
I was a grown ass man. It took me back to when I was like fourteen. Shane O macked out. I was at work and I, I was like, oh shit. Um uh, <laughs> I am confused by all of this. It makes no sense on paper. What what do you mean? Shane O'Mac is the king of gimmick matches. He well that part makes anything. sense. The the part that doesn't make sense is the Undertaker involvement. And maybe we'll find out Monday, like why is he obligated to wrestle in this match? I mean, he didn't ask for this match, we're in theory. We were assume, we're just assume he got assigned this match. And maybe he'll come out and say, Hey, look, Vince, like uh I'm not your lackey. Yeah, like, thanks for your offer to put me in this match, but I'm at wrestling. And maybe Vince says, Hey, listen, either you win or you're done. Undertaker retirement match would also be good. And I think he's gonna win. Um, over Shane. I don't th- I can't see this being his last match. No. I would hope if his last, if this die. is his last match, he would at least have some say in his opponent. And I'm pretty sure he didn't pitch Shane McMahon to be his opponent. <laughs> uh, Shane McMahon's training with GSP's trainer, by the way. I saw that. He's getting real. He's taking, like, shin kicks. Full MMA Shane. So if we see, like, Kamara Lock versus Kamara Lock, we know where it came from. Um, no, but Shane Shane's there to get thrown off of some shit. He's going to be thrown off of the cell. Uh, he wants control of raw maybe this is vince's way of putting over another authority guy so triple h can fade into the background um triple h can't be a heel forever so if shane right now it looks like it's shane versus vince and maybe shane pulls the turn and, and aligns with vince and be like ha ha you thought i was gonna change raw no i'm back just like my dad i can't see him being bad full-time though but if he were to align with vince then vince can still be, be that figurehead and yeah. change and sort of fade off into whatever he was doing before. You need to get trips the hell out of there, though. Like, he's just so busy, NXT, everything else. Like, well, what, do you, do, what do you do with Stephanie, wrestling. though? I don't know. Send her on, like, another tour of Europe or wherever she went. She went, like, South America and shit. Like, be a philanthropist. But eventually, know. the babyface has to sort of... As in, who's going to be the babyface, I would say? It'd be Triple H? In that match? No, in terms of, like, control of Raw. No, I mean I don't I don't see Shane winning. Oh, I don't know. The only way I see Shane winning is if Undertaker beats the living hell out of him, wants to stick it to Vince, lays down and just puts Shane's arm over him. Um just so Shane gets control, mm-hmm. sticks it to Vince, and Undertaker still made a point. Um or if someone interferes setting up a year long build to WrestleMania. I mean, all those John Cena rumors could be true. Cena can come in, you know, Shane could be like bloodied and laying after being thrown off of the cell and shit and taking a tombstone and Cena comes in at attitude adjustment and uh, screws Taker. Cena heel turn on Taker. Isn't that what people said it'll take? But that would make Cena, Cena heel turn. That would make Cena a baby face for helping Shane get control. Listen, then Taker comes this, back this as a heel. This is why this thing makes no sense. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't want Cena I don't want to judge versus it. Versus Taker next year and it'll be a year long build. They've done that shit before with Cena. I don't, I don't want to judge this angle yet because it's only been a week. <laughs> but uh, It can go so many ways. It can. 90% of them are horrible. Yeah, that's true. But That 10% we, could be great. Yeah, I mean, we have options. We didn't have options when we left Fastlane. We're like, wait, Reigns, Triple H? Are you kidding me? Well, that's still going to close the show probably. Still is. Um, and I, I Reigns with I, the broken I, nose thing. Yeah. Triple H, bloodied, which looked cool. 
Triple H cool. went back to old school Triple H. Yeah. He did the stupid the hand gesture, suck it sign. That was funny. Triple H still this, got it. This I like Triple H better Roman Reigns. This isn't helping Roman Reigns, though. No, but Roman Reigns isn't helping Roman Reigns. That's true. You just had a triple threat designed for you to win, and Dean Ambrose just stole the show. So much so that he, Ambrose gave up the title. They make, just made up a match to have him lose the title to Owens. Yeah, that was clear. And then it was and just then like, Lesnar, he got the Lesnar, Lesnar fight, yeah. which is the bigger fight. And it's going to be like, you know what, Dean? You don't need Seth Rollins to come and interfere. You and Lesnar are going to put on what hell of a show, something that Roman couldn't do last year. Street fight, do, that was an amazing angle on Raw. Do you see him beating Lesnar? I don't. I don't see anyone beating Lesnar. Yeah. I, I think take he's going to ass whooping and look good doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's his role. And he's going to take it well. And I can even see... If Lesnar wanted to really get Ambrose over, do the whole respect thing afterwards. Yeah, I mean, he can go over without winning. Yeah. Just being in the match with Lesnar at Being this in point, the match and just getting, like, the handshake afterwards, there you go. Yeah, because he's going to keep crawling back. He's going to kick out of stuff. He's going to, you know, take a beating. He's going to go through some tables. He's going to hit Lesnar with a thousand chair shots. Yeah. And people are going to respect the match, and it'll probably be Lesnar's best match. Since the Rollins uh, three-way match, him, Rollins, Is Cena. Is the Rumble last year? The Rumble year. last yeah. year. Um, it's it's going to be great, and it only takes those two. The stipulations are, are built already into it. Uh, they're telling a good story. And Roman Reigns was kind of the odd man out, so they just kicked his ass out of the storyline. Yeah, I hope that match is similar to Lesnar, John Cena, Extreme Rules, his first match back where it felt like a real fight. Yeah. From, from like... <laughs> The the minute the fight the match started, it was like, all right, this is like this is a brawl. Yeah, like, this is a shoot. I hope that's what it feels like, as opposed to just a straight like you know. And I think Dean wants that. I mean, I hope Dean's is, ready. <laughs> Dean's crazy. That's that's what you need a little bit. Like he's just a little off. He's gonna love every second of that. And to be honest, they're gonna steal Mania. It's gonna be his WrestleMania moment. No I would say no nothing. If it's not them, if if it, if we did Styles, Owens, which would be great, which would be great, I think that would be a, a close second. Um, and maybe a lot. If we had a ladder How match, do you maybe have Triple H go on after either of those matches. Him reigns, like it's just gonna be dead, right? You got to give him a buffer. Is our truth still available? Like, <laughs> what are they gonna do in between? I mean, maybe the Undertaker Shane O'Mac matches the co-main now. Um, which will kind of die down everything, <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe that gives some. Well, crazy I'm trying to think. What was the, the buffer last year? Uh, last year, was it the Divas match before again? I think you might be right. Yes, it was. It was like a Divas tag match. Yeah. So they need that buffer. They need the buffer. You can't put the Divas even, match as a buffer this year. And even then, if you have that buffer. I mean, you're going to go Sasha versus Charlotte versus Becky as the buffer. That might steal the show. So it's just like, yeah, uh, let's not let's not go divas. I mean, that's here. a good problem to have if you have too many matches. But not when your top one is the odd man out, though. Well, I, I think that top one's going to be interesting just from, like, the fans' perspective. Like, I just want to see the, the crowd reaction. To, I mean, because you know Hunter's going to have this elaborate entrance. That's what he's known for at WrestleMania. Definitely. And then you have Rain, so I'm going to assume he's Where's not he going. From? I, I'm going to assume he's not going to do it. He has to. There's no other. It's going to take ten minutes for him to like get he to the ring. He better come from like section 407. 
all the way down. Because what else? I mean, it's a huge stadium. That's what the hell is there for. Yeah. Well, unless she's gonna come down like HBK. Again, on like again, a would you trust the fans to, to get you safely down to the ring? I would not. Him getting punched in the face on the way down to the ring. How has that happened yet? How has no one punched this man in the face? <laughs> Just take the shot. Like, <laughs> if, if you're that person, like, you're gonna get arrested. Yes, you're gonna get banned from WWE shows for, for life. life. Yes, but for those 15 minutes, you're Reddit, Reddit, you'll be the man on Reddit. There's got to be someone be stupid enough to like. That's your this. baby face. Yeah, didn't punch, the man didn't punch in the face. Like you want to debut one of these NXT people, or something? Just have them chill, like third row when Roman's coming down, and just knock Roman out, like Samoa Joe. Just have him sit there. Except that would that would in terms that they wouldn't do that because they would say that some idiot would try to copy that. And you think? Yeah. Nah. I can't see a talent doing that, but yeah, I'm surprised. I really. Every time he does that, I, I, I pray nothing happens because I'm like, I wouldn't trust wrestling fans. <laughs> the security's not great around. It's not great. They have some guys. I mean, look at Punk did a few years ago to that fan. When yeah. Punk did that something with Vince McMahon in the ring, he took a swing at a fan and missed. It was the wrong fan. <laughs> so it's like, ah, man. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you save Reigns, though. It's such You got to turn him. That's the only way. Let him be a heel. He's not going to work as a face. Yeah, like Moose said, I mean, Already a heel. Like, yeah. he's getting booed everywhere. Just turn him. But he still needs help as a heel, though. Like, he can't talk. So, after a while, what are you going to do? You're just going to just rely on random boos to make this guy a face? Sooner or later, you got to say something. Or someone got to say something for him. What you need is, like, multiple Paul Heymans in your company. Yes. And that's something they're they're lacking. You have one Paul Heyman, and that's it. And, I mean... Who's the number two talker in the company? I, I can't even... Outside of, a, like, non-wrestling? I mean, Rick Flair doesn't talk. Yeah, it is. No, not, yeah. Flair doesn't say anything. Um, They don't have another guy. They don't have a guy in NXT. No, I, I think, you know, the art of the ballet is something they're really lacking. If they can sort of develop someone who is not really an active wrestler, maybe even like The Miz. I didn't see The Miz as a good manager. The Miz, as a, yeah. As a good I mean, heel manager. Definitely. Um. He played that role kind of with Daniel Bryan when he yeah. needed to. So I think that's something they're really lacking is having that mouthpiece for guys who can't talk. Because if you have guys who are in NXT who have foreign backgrounds, you might need someone to talk for them because exactly. they can't do it. And I guess right now their answer is just stables and just hope one person can talk. Um, that's not the right answer. No, it's not. And Too we many saw, stables. I mean, even Rusev had Lana, which was really dope for a second, and they've gone away from that. Yeah. Where has she been? Ah, Lord knows. I miss Lana. Like, she bring can, her she back. She can't wrestle, so she's not even doing that. So it's like, well, what do you can do? Can she her? wrestle? I don't think she can. I don't know if she's trained or not. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think she's an indie person. I mean, she was a singer at one point, so. Yeah, I think she's just uh, the mouthpiece. Yeah. So they need something like that. Maybe Roman can have a badass, like, chick come out with him. Tamina. <laughs> Are they related? No. No. No, they're not all alike, Marcus. All right. <laughs> That was offensive of me. <laughs> uh, and Nia Jax is preoccupied. She has her own valet. Yeah, even Marie. Co- coincidentally. Wow. Yeah. Someone who can't wrestle who just speaks for yeah, her. Can't talk either. No, well, listen. But she got heat. She does. A Roman Reigns, Eva, Eva Marie, Marie wedding segment the day after Mania. Oh, man. That's heat. That's full-on heel Reigns. That's great. 
Could you imagine if those two were paired together? Oh, it'd be amazing. She like dyed her hair black. Oh, you're on to something. They both come out through the crowd. That's when a fan will take a shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I want that. Imagine Roman on Total Divas. Oh, you just want to make him unbearable? Just put, put him, him on, on that everything show? people hate. Everything. Who hates Total Divas? I. Do you like Total yeah. Divas? You like Total yeah. Divas. I can't stand that show. No? No. I, I mean, I watch the network all the time. They have good shows on the network. I find I'd find. i rather watch Edge and Christian. I haven't seen that yet. It wasn't great. I feel like you had a good sense of their personalities like outside of the ring. And I think Cena being the one that stands out the most because he seems like the most chill, level-headed dude. Yeah, he's a weird guy, though. Well, I mean, a, I mean, the, weird. His I mean Daniel's weird, too. Yeah, his divorce really... Uh, yeah, he's he's got some like issues. Old man and like surly. Right? I don't want no kids. I don't want no ring. Yeah, he's a little weird. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was also a weird mountain man. So yeah, that's true. I mean, that show needs some. And Natty's kind of weird too. So she's clingy. See, that's what I don't like. Like it's way too, too Bravo, ish for me. It's not like uh, Breaking Ground was great. I didn't. I didn't like Breaking Ground. You didn't like Breaking it Ground. It felt too scripted to me. Like, I know Tony was scripted, but it's like you know it's scripted. <laughs> I feel like Breaking Ground was trying not to be scripted, and it felt off sometimes. Some of the backstage stuff felt like okay. it was just set up to, for, for the show. It didn't feel natural. That was the issue I had with it. Oh, that makes sense. I'm sure they had to have some type of script and yeah. go off of that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it was promoted as, like, the grittiness of a wrestling and locker room. It, it, it wasn't it that. could have been more like a 24-7 HBO. I think that would have been great. And I still think there's room for a show like that on the network where – it is real. You're not getting any production. It's 24-7. That's, for the most part, that's pretty much who those guys are. I, st- I still didn't do that. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be a great idea. Um, until then, Roman Reigns, we're kind of stuck with him. And WrestleMania, I just got my tickets in the mail. I'm happy as hell. Um, and I'll be there, and I'm going to have to watch Reigns with a bunch of fucking confetti on him. Oh, man. And there's going to be, like... Just crazy fireworks, and he's going to be holding up the title, and everyone's going to be like, ah. Oh. Beers for my girlfriend in the ring. who loves Roman Reigns. So does my wife. She's going to be so happy. I don't know what it is. She said it's the eyes. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I've, it's the hair and the muscles. That, don't lie. Like, it's not the eyes. Yeah. Ain't nobody looking at Roman Reigns' eyes. Yeah, Women don't she, even know he has eyes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like me saying it's Sasha Banks' eyes. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, like, Sasha's bae because of her eyes. Yeah. Like, no, like, we all know why Sasha's bae. And Sasha got thick, by the way. She's a little uh, little thick. Putting on? She's doing squats, yeah. Something. Naomi's helping her. Naomi oh, has helped in some way. So, oh, it's the perfect way to end the show, talking about bae. Thank you, Marcus. I try. Thanks for joining us today. It was a great show. Busy show. Long show, but I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for waiting the extra day. You guys can find us on all our social media at the corner LSN on every platform. Marcus, plug all of your stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marco Will, M A R C O W I L L. And I also have a podcast myself called The Teens of Sport. I uh, go to teensofsport.podbean.com. And I'm at Kel Dansby on every platform. Hit us up. Remember, we're still looking for that intern. If you guys are interested, hit us up on through email. It's thecornerpod at gmail.com. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty fun gig to have. Today we had Moose on the show. 
Uh, we're bringing on more guests by the week. Next week, though, we have UFC 196 Red Panty Night. So we are going to be here live at the Fight Shop that Wednesday after we go to the media workouts. So if you're in town, once again, come and join us. I swear Andreas isn't going to make fun of you if you come through. Till then, though, we're out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.